Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 4 to the verse number 7. Galatians, the fourth chapter, the fourth verse to the seventh verse. We stand as a tradition in this house in the reading of God's word and read together Galatians 4, 4 to 7. And the Bible says, I want to go. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent for the son made of a woman, made under the law. Verse number five said, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. This verse says, and because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Verse seven said, wherefore, there are no more a servant but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. You're clapping. Before you are seated, tell somebody the dynamics change. So the dynamics change. See, everything has changed. Everything just changed. Everything just shifted. Come on, clap your hands. Celebrate Jesus. Thank God for eat up this life for that powerful ministry. Can you celebrate Jesus right now? Thank God for the gift of this house, powerful ministration, amen. Now, we have been dealing and talking and teaching on the subject of um, Christmas Chronicles because we believe that it is so important that we bring to light revelation and put proper perspective on the real and the true meaning of Christmas. Powerful, most wonderful time of the year, beautiful lights, celebrations, holidays, travels, good food, family, friends, loved ones. Everybody comes into town, including everybody. So it is a wonderful time, but it's so important that we, 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 we bring the revelation of the true reason for the season. Because sometimes in the excitement of everything, we can miss the true meaning. That's why here at EWC, the whole month of December, is dedicated to bringing light on the story of Christmas, the reason for the season. And so last week we, we started and we dealt with the story of the weight of carrying the will of God and talk about Joseph and Mary and talk about um, all that they went through for, for God's will to be made manifested this morning. I want to talk to you about the dynamics of change. If, the, if there's one thing that we cannot stop celebrating, it is Christmas. We love Christmas. It's powerful. Anybody loves Christmas? We just, it's just amazing. Come on, clap. I know some of you, some of you, I talk to people, says that uh, my memory of Christmas is not that great because um, my father and my mother and all the stories that the enemy tried to put you away, but it's bigger than your father and your mother, by the way. Christmas is, is just the most amazing story, the most powerful story, the most life-transforming, changing experience. It is so powerful because, because Christmas opens our eyes to the truth that the way we lift and move with God change on Christmas Day. The dynamics of how our relationship with God worked change. And when I say the dynamics change, 
Somebody might ask, what dynamics? The dynamics of the way we related to God. God is a God of relationship, not religion. God constantly seeks relationship. Our God is a God of relationship. And when you understand the depth of relationship with God, you walk on a whole new dimension. From our text we see that God wanted to have relationship with man. And the relationship that God established with man from our text we see that that relationship was governed by laws. The Lord therefore helped us to know those who were ready to grow in a relation with God and those who are not. The accents therefore is it's like you live in Ghana. In order for you to be able to live in Ghana and be a citizen or whatever capacity that you, you, you live in, in Ghana, whether you are Ecuadorian citizen or you are a Ghanaian citizen or or you are a foreigner, there are laws that govern Ghana. And in order for you to be able to live in Ghana, you have to abide by those laws. The same is what happened. God set up our relationship. And God, right from the word go, set up laws that govern the relationship between man and God. So right from the garden, God won relate. What we see is that God wants relationship. He wants relationship. One day God said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. Let him have dominion and power. Let, let's make something power, something that looks like me, talk like me, act like me, create like me, something that just me. And let's build relations. But the Bible said, at the cool of the day, God will walk in the garden and fellowship and engage with man because God constantly seeks relationship. But in order for this relationship to grow, God set up laws to govern the relationship. One of those laws from the Garden of Eden was that the Bible said, God planted a garden and in the middle of the garden, God put a tree and said, no man would, man would not touch it for the day that you eat of this tree, you would surely die. A type of law to govern the relationship. Of course, man could not obey. We could not hold on. We could not handle the weight of the law. And so what happens is that man eventually ate and broke the law and God put man out of the garden. Then, then the Bible says, Adam and Eve left the garden, you know the story. They gave birth to Cain, gave birth to Abel. Then the Bible says in the process of time, Cain and Abel brought an offering to God. And the Bible says that Abel's offering was accepted, was received by God. And the Bible said Cain was wroth and killed Abel. Because anything that will restore the relationship, the devil will fight it. Because now Abel is a guy who just pleased God so the devil took him out. 
Tell somebody, the enemy doesn't like your relationship with God. The enemy doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like the way you and God are. He doesn't like the cool relationship you got with God going on. But the devil is a liar. You're clapping. Sick in the house. So the Bible says that Cain killed Abel. Then the Bible says Adam knew his wife again. Can I just stay here for 60 seconds and tell somebody God will do it again? Come on, smile and say, God will do it again. Come on, tap somebody on the shoulder say, God will do it again. God will do My God. And Adam knew his wife again. It means that it's something was the enemy destroyed, but God did it again. There was, there was, there was an Abel and the devil took Abel, but Adam knew his wife again. And the Bible said they gave birth to a son and called his name Seth. For Eve said, God had appointed unto me another seed. Oh, oh my God. Another seed in the place of Abel whom Cain slew. So right there, Seth was a seed. And if Seth was referred to as a seed, then every seed must be planted. So in Seth was the miracle. And the Bible says in, in Genesis 4 verse 26, Genesis 4 and the verse number 26, the Bible says, the Bible says, and to Seth. So verse 25, verse 25 we see, and Adam knew his wife again, and bare a son and called his name what? Seth, for God said she had appointed me another seed instead of what? Abel, whom Cain slew. Then verse 26 says, and unto and to say to him also there was born a son, and called his name what? Enosh. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Because this constant such desire to be with God, to spend time with God, to connect with God, to find God, to look for God. It's in the inside of you because that's the way God created you. And no matter how you try, no matter what you try to do, no matter how you try to walk away from God, no matter how arrogant you think you are, there is something in you that is constantly seeking God. I need to preach my church right now. There is something in you that makes you feel empty without God. Witless without God. Some have tried to replace that with alcohol and alcohol is not enough. Some have tried to replace that with sex and sex is not enough. Some have tried to replace that with money and money can't feel it. Some have tried to replace that with attention and attention can't feel it. Have you ever said to yourself, oh, if I marry, I'll be happy. Then you might find out, oh, you want there's, there's a constant emptiness and a constant desire for something to fill you and that thing that can fill you is God so the Bible said in the days of Enos men began to call upon the name of the Lord come on Thompson says men are going to call the name of the Lord 
moment men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Anybody loves the Lord. Anybody can live without God. Anybody still pushing and pressing for God. And in the clap in the building right now, men began to call. Men began to call. But watch this. If you miss this, you miss the message. And he called his name what? Enos. It's important the name Enos. Because when Enoch was born, then began men. So here, in the original creation story, it was God that used to come to the garden to fellowship with man. Then when sin came, the dynamics changed to now man beginning to call upon the name of the Lord. Now it is, it is it, in the beginning was God's attempt to make man in our image, likeness and fellowship. Now after the fall of man, it is now man now trying to make attempt and move and initiate ways to find God. It was man. So in the beginning was God, but now it is man. Man Trying to find God. Man trying to seek God. Man trying to encounter God. Man. Enos. Man began to call the name of the Lord. In other words, man now raised a bridge, a staircase. Because God is up here. Man is down here and because we desire God and want God and want to feel God and fellowship with God men now put up a bridge a staircase to climb up and climb up where are we going? we are trying to find God we are trying to find God now, now the meaning of Enoch means frail Sick, weak, or man. The meaning of Enos means sickly, frail, weak, or man. So, 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 so think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Man, I know, I know right now you feel very powerful. I know right now you got the best perfume on, you got the best suit on, the best makeup on. Right now, I know that you came by plane and going to go by plane. I know you got a lot of money in your bank account so you feel very powerful. I know, I know you got all kinds of security around you but I tell you, you are still man. Come on, so say, say you are still man. You are still man. Say, 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 say you are still a man. You are still a man. How do I know you are a man? Don't bow for seven days. You know you are a man. Can I preach right now? I want to bring you. Can I bring you home? Tell somebody. I know you are powerful. Say I know you are powerful. But you are still a man. Say I know you look smart. But you are still a man. Come on. Say, say, I know you are powerful. But you are still a man. I know you look smart. And powerful. And amazing. And you dress well. But you are still a man. Man. Began to call the name of the Lord. Man. Enos, meaning frail, weak, sickly. So we here we see a frail, a sickly, and a weak people trying to make attempt to walk with a strong, powerful, almost 
strong, powerful, amazing, awesome God. Man, trying to walk with God. <laughs> Man, trying to keep up the pace with God. Are you with me at all? Man, weak, sickly, frail, fragile people trying to walk with this all-powerful, all-knowing, awesome, mighty. Come on, come on, come on. What are the things that describe God? All-knowing, all-seeing, everything that there is. You, you see, you see a frail, weak, sickly people trying to run with this God that is too much. So, so what happened? It was a good attempt. It was a good move. But there's nothing that this sick, frail, weak man can do to keep up with God. Hence the problem. So the Bible says Enos was born and weak, sick, frail man tried to keep up with God with our own efforts, our own energy, our own idea, our own concept. Hence, religion. Religion is man's attempt to keep up with God. So we set up do's and don'ts, rituals, and do this, and do that, and do that, and you see God. That is what the Bible said, and it continued to the point where it got to the days of Noah. The Bible said God was so upset that God said, my spirit will never dwell with man, for they are just weak. And all they are taught are continuously evil. And God was frustrated with man and continued to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what happened? Because up until now, it has been all man's attempt to find God. Will you smile and tell somebody, I know you've been trying on your own to see God. Come on, I know you've been trying on your own to find God. But Spencer says, this thing is stronger than you trying to seek God. Say, this thing is, is stronger. Have you, have you, have you, have you seen? I, I saw, uh, 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 well, 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 if you don't say it in school, they, they give you a strong, a strong math to solve. Eh? And, then, and then you find out that you got no clue. But the teacher said, for making an attempt, I'll give you one. Anybody got one for making an attempt? So for the attempt, my God, for the attempt to find God, we got 0.01%. Because there's no amount of your energy and your shout and your religion and your prayer that can please God and meet God. But the Bible said Jesus Christ was born. And here, Enos was born. When Enoch was born, weak and frail and sick was born. But on Christmas day, all two beds are not the same. Jesus was born and grace was born. My God. And grace was born. Something happened when Christ was born. At this time, it was not man trying to find God. But on Christmas day, it was God. When the 
fullness of time was come. My God, I feel like preaching right now. Come on, tap somebody and say, God made the move. Say, God made the move. Can you give somebody a point say, you didn't make the move. You didn't seek God. You didn't find God. It was God. Galatians 4. The Bible said, give me another scripture. Galatians 4. But when the fullness of Time was come God come on say God say everything God must be God say it will take God to please God come on it must take God to please God you are too weak of a man to please God it gotta be God and but when the fullness of time was come God sent for his son made of a woman under the law when the fullness of time was come it was no man's attempt it was no man's move it was no man's quest it was no man's try it was God that made the move it was God that set the stage it was God that set up a staircase for you to climb up the devil is a liar why do I celebrate Christmas because on Christmas day God made the move to redeem me to save me to ransom me anybody excited about what took place on Christmas day you're clapping and sick in the building right now you're clapping 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 Please smile and tell somebody on Christmas Day, God made a move. Say, God made a move. Please tap three people and tell them, God made a move on you. God looked at you and said, You deserve to be chased. You deserve to be pursued. You deserve to be found. It matters who made the move. This time around, it was not the girl that made the move on the guy, it was the guy that hunted for the girl but we had the bride by his side anybody excited that God chased you pursued you and found you he found you in your weakness in your proclivity in your frailty in your sick but God still said you deserve every redemption you deserve every healing you deserve every encounter God made God made the move. Please smile and tell somebody, God. You gotta say it with a audacity. Say God. You gotta smile. Say God sent you a love letter. God sent you a text. Come and say, Oh my God. Oh my God. I just got a text from God. He says he still loves me. He's still looking for me. He's pursuing me. He's chasing me. Anybody understand the crazy, reckless love of God? The one who has still sinned and the cry showed up. The Christmas story is a story of God's attempts, God's move. God stepping out of eternity into time, humble himself to be born of a woman because you are worth it. When Enos was born, it was man's attempt. When Christ was born, 
It was God's attempt. It matters who made the move. It matters who is interested. It is God. Not me. My God. Enos made a move and weaknesses and religion. You can't be a believer here and be religious. Any attempt of religion is Enoch. It's man. No wonder people try to sum all of us up and call us religious group. So you think we are, we are not, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship born through grace. When Enos was born, religion was born. When Christ was born, relationship was born through grace. Hear me, church. Christ was born. And now, it is not our strength anymore. It is God says, I want to fix this thing. I want to work this thing. I want to change this thing. I see you try. And if I leave you to try, two million years, you can't fix it. But I'm going to come down. You're clapping. But when the fullness of time, oh, you're clapping. You're clapping. Please sit down. When the fullness of time, God made a move. All two births are not the same. Don't compare their relation with Christianity. Don't compare any other one with this one. Man's attempt to find God is different from God's attempt to restore relationship. Don't get it twisted. Man's attempt will always bring... Some people say, ah, people say religion has caused a lot of harm. Yes! Religion has caused a lot of harm because it, is, it was man's attempt. Why, why would it not cause harm? It will cause harm because it's man's attempt. Man's attempt will bring death and destruction and, and because there's no, there's, there's, it, it doesn't matter how man tries to set up a system, it will still be faulty. Man's attempt. But Christianity is God's attempt and God's move. Anybody excited that God made a move to change? You're clapping. You're clapping. And in the clapping, the beat you're clapping. Come on, keep God a praise, you're clapping. Oh, come on, out of shout, you're clapping, you're clapping. In the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, God changed the dynamics. And so I'm coming to you. I'm coming for you. I'm chasing you. What are the implications of this move? Because this move has a meaning. This move has got effects. This move has got consequences. This move means something. What are the effects of this move? What, what does this mean? That but when the fullness of time was come, God sent for his son on Christmas day. What does it mean? What is the weight of this move by God? What is the weight of this action by God? What are the implications to this thing God did? Number one, three things I'd like to show. Number one, by what God did, the government changed. The government changed. The government changed. Please say it louder. Say, the government has changed. You got to say it like you said, the government has changed. 
Ah, said the government change. It is essential to know that because God sent Christ to reconcile us, we are now under new government. The Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse number 17, for the law was given by Moses by grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. What do I mean by the government has changed? Before Christ, what rule was the law and sin? Because in order to govern the relationship, God set up laws. But because man was constantly weak, man fell and fell and fell and fell. And even man was to try to obey the laws, man sometimes forgot the laws. So what then happened was that God decided to switch and to change government. The first government was the government of the law. But wherever there is law, there is sin. Because the more the law, the more man will fall. Because we're not built to be able to obey the laws of God by ourselves. And so when Christ came, he abolished the law. He came to switch government. He came to change government. At the birth of Christ, grace took over. For the law came, the law was given by Moses, by grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The effect of the birth of Christ is that the government has changed. It's no longer law and sin that reign, but it is grace that reign. I thank God that I am a product of God's grace. Come on, turn to somebody and say, the law has no power over me. By my, 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 my God, the Bible said, where sin abounds, grace does abound the more. Can I preach to a church right now? I am what I am by the grace of God. For God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you having sufficiency in all things you will abound unto every good works it matters who rules it matters who is in charge and the government shall be upon his shoulder all three rulership all three government are not the same military government rules by decree kingdom rules by decree by democracy rules by laws the government of Ghana is not the same as the government of America and in the UK they all may be practicing democracy but even that their dynamics is important you appreciate what government you are under you are not under the government of the law and sin you are under the government and the dispensation of grace anybody believe God that grace will help you please God that grace will help you change your story the government is not the government of sin it's the government of grace I am what I am by the grace you're clapping the sick right now you're clapping the sick right now please smile and tell somebody the government changed 
Come on, say the government has changed. Say the government has changed. And I'm done preaching. Say the government changed. Please give somebody a point and say the government changed. Why are you so sin conscious when sin has no power over you? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me from the law of sin and death. I operate by higher law. What law do I operate? I operate by the law of grace. The higher grace override sin and death. The devil is a liar. Christ is here. A new government is here. It's a government of grace. Can I get a grace people in the building that believe God that you can do all things by the grace of God. Come on shout now. Listen up. The government just changed. The government just changed. Tell somebody the government just change. Please say louder. Say the government change. Say power change. Say before now it was the law and sin, but now it's grace and truth. Say I am what I am by the grace of God. Say watch me. I can do all things by the grace of God. Say my grace is sufficient for thee. Come on, come somebody. As I am pushing by grace, I'm moving by grace. What? Watch, 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 watch. Even before Jesus went to the cross, he pleased the Father. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand the dispensation you under. He stood in the Jordan, said, and said, Be "My beloved Son." In whom I am, you, you look at me, you come, you make the grace of God of none effect if you stay under the law. The government change for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. It's a new dispensation, and it, look, listen, and it matters that you figure out what government you are under. All two governments are not the same. I'm under the government of grace. I'm a product of God's grace. You see, the problem, the problem with that with some of you is that you have been taught that serving God must be your efforts. That is Enoch. Serving God under grace is Christ. You either choose the Enoch one or the Christ one. And I choose Jesus any day. The reason why I celebrate Christmas Day is because on Christmas Day, Grace was made available. Grace was released. Not my might anymore. Not my strength anymore. But I am what I am. By the grace of God. Can I get a grace people in the building? Clap their hands right now. Oh, you're clapping and singing in the building right now. Can I get a shout for grace in the building right now? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've come this far by grace. And I get the next level by grace. It is not my work. You see, you see, the problem many of us is that we live in a system. And there will always be a constant challenge. Of the system fighting your faith. We live in a system that says to earn more money, you got to work hard. True or false. That's what the system says. You live in a system that says anything you receive is a part of what you did. So if you go to school. Get a good university, get a good certificate, good job experience, apply for a job, 
get better job, get better compensation. So we've been programmed that everything you have in life is a part of what you did. So you come to church and you bring the same spirit to church. And you are born again and you think that, okay, you have to have all the religious mark to mark. Present, 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 ritual. So Christianity becomes a ritual for you. Please shift your mind. Then when you become born again, you become a child of God. You are a product of God's grace. You are who you are by grace. The government is not a government of your efforts or your work. It's a government of the grace of God. Grace says, it is possible. You're clapping. Grace says, I need a clap in a building. Grace says, oh, I said, grace says, it is possible. It will happen. God will do it. God is able. God is able. Not by might. Not by power. How are you able to live righteous? What do I do to live? I walk by grace. I activate grace. I, 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 I employ grace. I engage grace. I, 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 I walk under the full power of grace. Look at what, look at, look at what Titus said. Look at what Titus said, said about grace. Titus Chapter 2 and the verse number 11 says, Titus 2 verse 11, the Bible says, Titus, Titus 2 11, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation appeared to all men. Verse 12, verse 12, teaching us that denying ungodliness, worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteous, and godly in this present world. The grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching us to teaching us that denying ungodly in other words when you see grace does not mean you live in sin so what, some of the people struggle with the whole method of grace because are you saying that are you saying that, that we don't sin yes there's sin yes you can sin yes God doesn't want you to sin but what grace does is that the reason why sin, we are not sin conscious, is because the medicine to overcome sin is too much available to you. Oh, you know what I said? You see, people fear HIV because there's nobody who has discovered medicine to do with HIV. The day we discover medicine for HIV, HIV will not be that powerful. Are you with me at all? You, you know, you know, you know, when COVID came, people were scared because there was nothing to do with COVID. Then they brought what? Some kind of what is called? Huh? Vaccine. And so, okay, there's a vaccine. So people are not scared anymore. Malaria used to kill Europeans call it, Europeans call Africa the grave of the white man. Because when they came, malaria should kill until somebody found medicine for malaria. Now malaria is not an issue. It only kills those who don't activate the medication. Are you with me at all? Sin's power was because there was nothing that could deal with sin. But there's too much grace for me to worry about sin. I got power, oh yoga. I got power for sin. I got too much grace. That's why I'm not sin conscious. How many people are still talking about COVID? We're not COVID conscious. You remember at some point, everything's COVID. COVID protocol, COVID rules, COVID this. Even church, COVID, every COVID. 
COVID. Because COVID was ruling. I remember at all. When there is no power to overcome any rules, sin has no power because grace overrides sin. Grace gives you power to deny sin. To live righteous before God. What do I mean by that? I was talking to, talking to a friend of mine many years ago, works in a bank in America, and I said, he's talking to me about dollar, and I was talking about fake dollars, and uh, if people make counterfeit of Ghanaian city, you can imagine people make counterfeit of US dollar. Is it true? Yeah. I said, how do you deal with all these counterfeit dollars that come? He said, oh yeah, we, we don't worry about finding counterfeit. We, we, because if, if we have to look for counterfeit, there's so much counterfeit. There's counterfeit coming from Africa, from South America, from everywhere. So we're not going to focus on finding counterfeit dollars. What we do is that we get, we are trained to get used to the original. We are trained to know the original. We are trained to figure the original, to smell the original, to sense, to pick the original. We are so original focused. And because we are so used to the original, when we see counterfeit, we know it. Because we can't be bothered about how many counterfeit there are. But we know that's an original. So we focus on the original. Get used to, get used to, and because we are so used to the original, the counterfeit, we just find it. What do I mean by that? You, if you are going to worry about how many demons there are and how many spirits, you are going to go crazy. But you got to get used to the one true Holy Spirit. And when you have Holy Spirit in you, when you see anything that's not of God, you just know. You look, look. I'm not going to worry about sin. I'm going to worry about grace. The more I get grace, the more I stay in grace, the more I dip myself in grace, the more sin becomes irrelevant to me. You clap and you're sick in the house, right now. Sin becomes irrelevant because I am so grace filled and full of God's grace full of God's grace that's what grace does Paul put it this way Paul put it this way Paul Titus said teaching us denying what ungodly and worldly lust we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present world verse 14 says jump to verse 14 jump to verse 14 of the same scripture verse 14 says who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from the iniquity and purify himself a peculiar people zealous for good works that's what Paul, Paul said in 2nd Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 2nd Corinthians 12 verse 9 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 Paul said he has and he said to me my grace is sufficient for thee my strength is what made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore most gladly therefore i will rather glory in my what infirmities that the power of christ may dwell or rest upon me i don't fear any frailty any frailty any weakness any proclivity because i got grace that makes me strong i need a clap in a i need a clap in a beating right i need a clap in a beating right now ah my grace is sufficient please you have to prophesy to three people and tell them grace is sufficient for thee come on come on say grace is sufficient come on say so grace to preach grace to teach grace to win souls grace to give grace to be a child of god grace to stand your ground grace to overcome grace to succeed grace to advance i am what i am by the grace of god anybody believe that god's grace is available to you from the story of christmas i love christmas it's the beginning of the conversation of grace the second effect the second implication of 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 the birth of christ is that not only has the government changed 
our status has changed. This means that we are no longer slaves, but sons. We are no longer servants in the house, but members of the household of God. Please sit like you are a son. Please sit like you are a son. You, you are sitting like you are a slave. Please, come on, everyone, sit upright. Sit well. Sit like you belong. Come on, tell someone, when I come here, I come here as a child of God. Don't you dare make me feel bad. I am a child of God. There's no ambiguity about it. There's no arrogance about it. There's no confusion about it. There's no argument about it. Don't even talk about it. Our status has changed. I was in 2008 when power changed in Ghana. The MPP moved from one side of the parliament to another side. And NDC moved from one side to another side. There's a consequence of the action that God sent Christ. When Christ stepped out of eternity into time, your status your location, your seat change. You move from opposition into power. You know, you move from down to up. You move from nothing into everything. You move from a slave to a son. You move from the sick to the heal. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. My status, my location, my address has changed. I know who I am. Who are you? I am a child of God. Can I get a witness of a people that knows that your status, your address, your location, your seat has changed? I need a slap in the building. Come on, go. Oh my God. Clap like God change your story. Clap like you belong. Clap like you're a child of God. Clap like you're a redeemer of the Lord. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. Who are you? The story of Christmas changed your status. It changed your location. It changed your Address. I love it. I love it. Verse 6 of our mother scripture. Galatians. Let me let me let me back it with a scripture. And because ye are sons. Okay, so let's start from verse 5. Let's see from verse 5. To redeem that, that were under the law, that we might receive what? That we might receive what? Oh louder, come on. That we might receive what? You see, the left, the devil is an accuser. So in order to win, you got to have your scriptures, your weapon, your revelation correct. So come here, you got to want to go to redeem them that well. Loud, loud, where? Under what? The law. That might receive what? The adoption of son. Please, 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 you are not a slave. You are not a servant. Under the law, we were slaves to sin. Because nobody could break the law. Nobody could overcome sin. Because the laws were plenty, eh? There was no iPad to write. Even what to eat, you have to check it. Those of you that eat by heart. That shall not eat this meat, that meat, that meat, that cook. Everything was law around it. So you couldn't. So, so, so the effect of the law was that you were a slave to sin. You could never fully obey the law. And even when you break one of the commands, you broke it all. So what the implication of that is that you were constantly a slave. You went before God Africa. You don't even know which one of the laws you broke in. 
God can be angry and strike you. You are a slave. But when grace came, the power of sin that made you a slave is broken. And so now you shift from a slave to a son. Adopted son. Which man says, my location has changed. And tell someone, I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> say, 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 this whole thing is all new for me right now. <laughs> Anybody got to a new house now? You are getting used to the house right now. My assignment as a preacher is to get your mind changed. To get used to what God has done for you. You are healed. You are redeemed. You belong here. You deserve here. You are shot. Oh, you're clapping. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey. <laughs> What's that laughter? I was just brought from the village. <laughs> I belong. Tell us, are you upset? Are you upset? So you have no idea for whence I've come from. Once upon a time, I was a slave. Let the redeem of the Lord come on, clap your hands. Out of your heart out, I'm redeemed of the Lord. I was, I was watching, listen, I was watching some of our slave trade in Ghana, and I found out that when, when the, those slaves were bought, they would put metal in the, in, the, in the oven, heat with a mark, and they put a mark on it. And the mark that you, you put on you is a sign that you belong to a master. And there your name changed, so you are no longer... Tunde from Nigeria or Akwesia Bwaje from from, 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 from from somewhere in Ghana. Your name is Jefferson White. Your slave master Jefferson, your name is changed. So when Paul said, I bear in my body the marks of Christ, let no man trouble me. Paul was speaking, let Paul speaking to the power of sin and the claims of sin. See, I got a different mark. I got a master, but my master doesn't make me a slave. He actually allows me to call him Abba, Father, Daddy. You're clapping. I got a different master. I got a different Daddy. I am adopted. I am adopted. I am adopted. I'm a child of God. I belong here. I belong here. I belong here. I belong here. I like the idea that people give birth. I like that idea. People give birth. When, when I was growing up, I used to be a bit upset because my, my father did not accept me. He, didn't, he did not just not take care of me. He said he's not the one. It's not a case of saying, I won't, uh, okay, you are my, you're my child, I won't take it. But they say he didn't do it. So that was a matter. People want to talk about this thing. I'm so emotional. I'm so so emotional. Emotional what? When I'm here, I'm also emotional. God did his own thing. You're emotional. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my daddy. Oh my daddy. Oh my God. Praise Jesus. What he did has taught me what not to do. Okay. So, 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 what, 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 what does that mean? It means that my mother was very young, little girl, student, and, and they met. And maybe in three minutes, everything was set up. And that, the, as, 
You see, I was young. So growing up, I understand what happened. So I'm not, I, really, I really actually feel for him, right? I really feel like, but why would God not allow him to be in my life? Because he really missed out, eh? Because he, he wants to be the father of this guy preaching. But he missed that opportunity. So I don't even know what, what Christ fighting him that he, hello, he went through. Because I can imagine the guilt he's dealing with. Are you being at all? So, but, but back to five, maybe three minutes happened. What that means that it was not thought through. Really giving back can be a mistake, eh? You don't know? Go and ask your parents what they thought of you when they took seed of you. They really thought you came to mess up their life. You are bad. You are the baddest that happened to them. You, you, are, you came to spoil everything they were doing. It's really not, giving birth is not, it's not something, it's just something that can happen. But not, not with adoption. Not with adoption. You can just give birth, but when it comes to adoption, you sit down to think about it. You, you plan it, you scheme it, you work it, you check your bank accounts, you, you check everything, you, you put a lot of thought into it. I am not just a child of God, I was adopted by God. God brought me in, I am adopted in the form. What does that mean? It means that, please, it means that God left his throne and came to Kaswa. And found you somewhere in Nima in Akimodans and found you in your mess and did blood work of you and found diseases in your body. And God said, I like him the way he is. He found out that you were into all kinds of strange covenants. God said, I like him like that. Found out that you had issues with your lungs and your heart and your brain. God said, I like you like that. Found out that you were all crazy. Your brain was off. You didn't even get it. God said, you are still wetted. I will adapt you. And God could have took a pen on the cross. He signed your adoption document and said, you are the redeemer. You deserve to come here. You belong. You are part of my family. Can I thank God that God adapted me. What does that mean? It means God put thought through my coming here. I am here by God's grace. But God thought of me. You're clapping. It's sick in the building right now. I am adapted. I'm adapted. My status has changed. Can you rise up to your feet and change your seat one to another right now? Come on, say something just shifted right now. Just something just shifted here. Yeah. Something just shifted. And please sit like a king. Sit like, sit like a princess. Sit like a son. Sit like the redeemer of the law. If you sat at the same place, you know what you're talking about. There must be a change in your life. This is what took place on the cross. On the cross, substitution took place. You led the place of where you should be to where Christ has planted you. He who knew no sin became a sin so that we too his righteousness might become righteous. The devil is a liar. There is a shift. There is a change. Your address, your status, your location has changed. And finally, finally, what does that mean? It means now that you are a son, Paul said you are heir and heir of God. It means that you are entitled. That's when, tell someone, tell someone, if you see me a bit arrogant, that's where my arrogance come from. Oh, you know. So my arrogance has come from the place of my entitlement. Or if they can't dramatize it, they annoy it. So if you see me speak with audacity and boldness and finesse 
and flair and style with a swag and with a prayer with a boldness is because I'm entitled I'm entitled you are jealous I'm entitled can you make the devil jealous right now do you know you are entitled you are the heir of God's promise you belong you got inheritance you are a child of God can I get a clap in the building come on go you are entitled I heard people say I heard people say I don't like people who are, who, who, who are so entitled are so entitled. Do you know that? Do you know that the word Abba Father was not a word used by by slaves, it was a word used by sons. Abba, my Abba, like to say Abba Father, to say sweet daddy, my daddy, my, my daddy. And that Abba Father that we cry has an implication. It means that we are heir. And if heirs, then we are heirs to all that God has promised. All that there is. All the inheritance of God. People say, charismatics are very arrogant. Yeah, we have to be arrogant. Hebrews say, let us come therefore boldly. We don't come timid. We don't come like servants. Oh, Father Lord. No, we don't do that. We come boldly. Hebrews says, lest us therefore come boldly on hold, the throne of grace, that we might what? Obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When I walk here, I'm walking as daddy's son. I'm walking as a child of God. I'm walking as the heir of the promise. You can't put me down. You can't confuse me. You can't shut me down. You can't discourage me. You can't try it. If there's anything God has not given me, it's because God is causing me to mature. But not that God won't give me. I am, I am my father's son. Everything in my father's house belongs to me. They are mine. All things are mine. I got access to everything my daddy has. I am entitled. I'm entitled. I'm entitled. So Revelation says, Revelation chapter 12, the Bible shows, as a story entitled, Revelation 5, 12, saying with a loud voice. You see, in order for the will to come into full effect, the one that did the will must die. Anybody got a will before? Anyone got a will? If the, if the, if the one that, if your daddy's alive, the will is of no use. In order for the, in order for the will to, Come into full effect. The one that made the will must die. So it's important that Christ dies. He died so that the will he wrote in all the promises of God in the scriptures can be activated. Wealthy, saying with a lot of wealthy is a lamb that was slain. These are your inheritance. Inheritance number one. I'm entitled to power. You, look, you cannot, you can't, you can't destroy me. You can't call me and I'll appear. There is no voodoo power, occultic power, malam power, demonic power, political power that can sadden the power of God. Yes, all power in heaven on the earth has been given unto me. Therefore, I give unto you power. And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you shall be witness of me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the world. You got 
power. You lack no power. Therefore, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. The Lord has spoken once, but twice we have heard that power belongs to God. And today, I release to you power. Receive power. Receive power. You are powerful. You are anointed. Give some hyper and say power. Come on, say power. Say power. Say power. You got power. You got power. You got dunamis. You got anointed. How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power from today. The power on Jesus it rests on you. Greater works you shall do. You got inheritance of power. Power. Are you, are you listening to the will? Inheritance number two, riches. Small and tell somebody, I lack nothing. Come on, say, say, I lack nothing. Say, in the name of Jesus, from today, I forbid you to lack. Ah, yeah, yeah, sir. Tell sir, even if the tree of poverty is planted in your house, once you join the family of God's believer, by the grace of God, you are rich. I command riches. I command spiritual riches. Riches in the gift of God. Riches in the power of God. You are riches. Wisdom. How do I make a mistake as a child of God? If of all men born of a woman, John the Baptist is the greatest. And John the Baptist, being the greatest of all men born of a woman, cannot be compared to the least in the kingdom. If the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist, then John the Baptist is greater than Solomon. So Solomon can be whiter than me. And if Solomon walk in wisdom, do you know who I am? You see, the problem is that you don't activate the full weight of who you are. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and you say you make no mistake. You, 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 the problem is that you are a believer, but you're trying to live like an unbeliever. You listen to CNN, Al Jazeera, Joy News, Daily Guide, Daily Graphic, WhatsApp News, Gossip News, than the news of heaven. I pray about every decision I make, and I don't make mistakes. I don't. He guides me. If I tell how we came to, how we came to Jewelry to shock you, the wisdom of God. People come and say, is there a land in Jolie like this? I said, the wisdom of God. Not by might, not by power. And this, this, this is only the beginning. You ain't seen anything yet. Your clapping is sick in the building. Come on, go. Come on, go. Come on, go. Wisdom. Receive the wisdom of God. Say yes. Wisdom. Inheritance number four. Strength. Strength. Prof, where's your strength coming from? The Holy Spirit. I don't need your, you, I come here with my own energy. I preach four times by the grace of God. I, I'm never bored. I'm never sad. I'm never tired. I'm never frustrated. Me, I do my own thing by the grace of God. Strength is my portion. Oh, I'm tired. I'm not saying don't rest by the strength of God. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will get tired. You don't get tired. Boredom is never in my vocabulary. I have the strength of God. Your body 
is renewed. A body has that prepared for me. The strength of God. The strength to persevere, to pray. Even the strength to wait on God. Many of you lack strength to wait on God. I would tarry here until God shows up. Until God said, this is it. We are not making a move. We have the strength to wait. Then said, honor. I love that. That's, that's, that's what people do. That's what people are struggling with. How come you all respect your pastors like that? God honored them. So if you like, you should become a pastor. You didn't clap your hand because you're a suspect. Give me water. Anybody not clapping their hands, they are all suspect in the building. If they are not clapping, well, they are still suspect in the building. If they are not putting your hands like this, you are still on your phone, you are suspect in the building. If you are not adding a sound to this declaration, you are suspect in the building. You can look at me anywhere you want to look at me. It's my job. God honored the man of God. And God honored the child of God. You are honored. The Bible says there are those who deserve double honor. You are honored. You are honored. You can't, you can't take it away. You can't gossip about me. You can't take away my honor. In fact, it's only a matter of time that God will handle you. I mean, I mean that one leave it for God. I know who I am. Know who you are. You are honored. You can't be dishonored. Nobody can dishonor you in your family. Your brother cannot. This is not age matter. This is God matter. God placed on your honor. Look at me. Look at me. The devil, eh, he doesn't have that much power. He has a lot of deception. And if you agree with his deception, he will strip you of what you have. I know who I am. I, 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 I got honor. I am my God. My God. You, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm honored. You can't dishonor me. Oh yeah, I, I, I carry prophetic anointing. I, I, I carry the grace of God. I, I'm anointed. Are you upset with me, Mr. Politician? You, you, pay people, you pay people to do it. I don't pay anybody to come to church. They come and worship God. And, and I'm, not, I'm not by here becoming arrogant. I'm just saying God has honored you. And, and one, one of the God honors your voice. You see, you see, when God calls a man, it simply means God has honored the voice of that man. So, so, so the prophets of Baal called their God morning to evening. Nothing happened. Elijah called five minutes and God showed up. When God honors you, even your voice is honored. You better clap your hands and give God a praise in the building. You are honored. You can't be dishonored, man of God. You cannot be dishonored. You can. Be seated. You can. You can. Be seated. You can. Because you know something, it's important for you to walk in honor. Because the prophetic anointing operates to honor. There are people who sit in this ministry and will never break because they dishonor. A prophet is never without honor except in his own country. Be careful. You don't dishonor the voice that God placed to bless you. You rather, you rather not sit in this ministry than to sit here not to honor. You, if you have gotten a place where you can't honor this house, the man of God, then leave. Because, because you know why? I'm not sucking. Because you can't be blessed. A prophet is never without honor except in his own country. And in order for the... Pastor Jesus could not perform many miracles. He could not perform... Bible said he did, but Bible said he did not. He said he couldn't. It means he tried, it didn't work. Dishonor stops the oil. He could not perform any miracles. Familiarity blocks the oil. And God gave you honor. Look at me, church. Even your marriage, you are honored. You are a lovely wife. You have favor. You think it's every woman you can talk to anyhow. You are, you are favored. That guy... Must honor you. You are a prayer warrior. You are a prayer addict. Is your prayer keeping him going? Oh my God. One of these days, God will show him Pepe. That lady must honor you, girl. Bro, you, you got to be honored. Honor is your boss. No boss can dishonor you. You work in the office. 
You bring the glory. You bring, you bring, you, you, you are the reason why this, it is, and it's not, it's, it is not arrogance. But don't be timid about who you are. Because your identity is him. The reason why people, the people are shifting because people don't know identity. You are, Jesus said, who do men say? God just wanted to know the, 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 whether they get the identity. Some say you are Moses, get confused with the light. And say, one, no, just who do you say? You are a Christ. Say, yeah, that's it. It matters your, your understanding. Know who you are. You are honored. You, you stay in the company, the company is blessed. You walk out, it's coming down. And, and it's not that you prayed against it. It's because they didn't know who you are. You honor. You make the changes. Honor and say, glory. Glory. As for glory is who you are. It will end in glory. It will end in glory. I said on Friday, your end is not an event, it's God. It's not an event going to take place to show an end. God is the beginning and the end. So anything with end is God. So at the end, God will show up. And it will end in glory. You have glory. And finally, I love the last one. Blessings. Smile and tell somebody, curses and blessings can't stay in the same place. And they can't curse you. How dare you curse? You can't, how, send a possible. You can't curse me. I'm beyond curse. It doesn't work. Please, it doesn't work. It shall not stand. Neither say it come to pass. I override your voice. I silence your voice. I cross your assignment. You are blessed. 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 Wherever you go, you get a place blessed. Your papa Abraham, you get to Cana. Dry place become blessed. You add value to Yolo. Before you came here, there was dead, but it's alive. And wherever you go, you bring life. Because you're blessed. Look at me. You are the reason why that that whole thing is going to work because you are the blessing. You bring the blessing. That's your inheritance. Tell someone I'm entitled, and I thank God for that. If you receive the word of God, come on, clap your hands like God gave you those hands.